Welcome to this week's Henchman Comics. I'm Alex Ashback. And I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. However, I am a murderer. Again, I, I think that's, that's a song lyric for something that I don't know. Uh, would you believe me if I told you it was a band called The Killers? Yeah, that sounds about right. That's They're a very violent. Yeah, it's a very murderous song lyric. They are extremely violent. Are they Swedish or more thinking of someone else? Uh, they're from Vegas, although oh you never yeah, know. no, no, I was thinking uh, of that. Oh, no, I can't remember. A Swedish rock group from the same era. I can't remember. Yeah, they're. I want to say it's Brandon Flowers. Is there? Is there a lead singer? Not that you maybe. Know. No, I thought Brandon Flowers was the lead singer of Panic at the Disco. But I could be wrong about that. No, that's Brandon Yuri. Yeah, I want to say yeah, yeah. Welcome to this week's Brandon chat. Who's yeah? <laughs> which Brandon is in which band? I think they're both from Vegas, though. Starring Mr. Matt Golden and Alex Eshbach. Yeah. And that wraps it up for this week's episode of Brain and Jet. <laughs> How you been, buddy? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. No it's complaints. Good. On it's my... good to see you face-to-face. Your hair's getting long again. Yep. Uh, has your wife told you you need to cut it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. Well, I need to go have a chat with her when this is <laughs> over. Uh, I only cut it whenever it's long enough to donate to some kids. Uh, and by doing that, I mean, I just take the handfuls and just throw it at kids as they uh, go to their parents' cars whenever elementary school gets out. Alex, uh, I like to refer to him as Samson. Uh, he Once he cuts his hair, he is just a piece of shit. Of course, you're making reference to the Regina Spector song, right? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. They yeah. do talking about cutting his hair, and that's all. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Yeah. I did not expect to be talking about Regina Spector. Well, uh, only in relation to the Abbott brothers from there. Because yeah. Flower of Manhattan is about her, yes, suppo- allegedly. Flower of Manhattan, not Flower of Manhattan. Pardon me. This it's either about Matt her or, music. or uh, Woody Allen, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, Matt and Alex nitpick everything about music. Here we go. It's true. Uh, and then we can go talk about how the last few Ever Brother albums have not been good. Yeah, so. agreed. Yeah, there's like three or four songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so much so that my alternate lyric uh, to today's intro was going to be i feel so alive for the very first time do you know that band um, from our childhood yeah i'm pretty sure that is a donna summer lyric <laughs> yeah pod baby oh yeah look at you get into the christian rock scene uh yeah is yeah. there any other scene to be a part of no yeah it, music begins and ends there <laughs> contrary to popular belief uh this podcast is not about christian rock music it is about comic books, and we are dedicated to talking about anything that is going on in the comic book world. Today, we are going to be focusing on both the last two episodes of Loki and the, uh, I think, is it a musical? Yeah, it's a musical. Yeah, the musical yeah. Black Widow. Yeah. Lots of song and dance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get into Black Widow and the meat of the episode, let's talk about the other meat of the episode. Okay. So spoilers for Loki episode five and six. And but, also spoilers for episodes probably one through four. Yeah. And Black Widow eventually. But really, I, I just want to talk about the last episode of, of Loki. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, you don't want to talk about Throg at all? No, I love seeing Throg. You want uh, to talk about the... Uh, uh, I love seeing... The Thanos copter? Uh, Alex the, hates... Uh, well, and there's a lot of references, service. like stuff sprinkled... Uh, hinting at Kang in that episode as well, too. Yes. Uh, uh, so, first off, 
who is Throg for those of oh. listeners who are uh, not inundated in he is knowledge as a frog with the uh, not the power of cosmic but basically the power of Thor. He doesn't uh, have the power of comic books. No, cosmic. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he is a frog that is also yeah, Thor. That is Thor. Just like he was voiced by Chris Hemsworth. Oh, was he really? Yeah, there's a, a I guess if you slow it down mm-hmm. and turn the volume way the fuck up, Throg is alive mm-hmm. in his jar. Yeah, because he's jumping. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and he's voiced by Chris Hemsworth. Um, I, uh, in fact. Really, I, 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 just, I just want more Throg. Alex uh, is wearing a Thor shirt with true. Uh, Chris Hemsworth on it uh, in a pop figure version. Mm-hmm. Uh, of Fat Thor. Of Fat Thor, yeah. Uh, and he doesn't know this. What a pathetic excuse of a human being. It's true. It's true. His uh, wife tells me that every time. I'm just a little worm. <laughs> uh, we get Avengers Tower. We get yeah. Ronan's ship. Yeah. Uh, Ronan the Accuser. Yeah. Uh, not Ronan the... We get uh, Loki with Majolnir. We get... Yeah, all sorts of shit. Alligator Loki. We get Kid Loki with just more sprinkling stuff for Young Avengers. Because I think we have now seen... We get a, the helmet of Yellow Jacket. We've seen, yes, we do, which I thought was really cool. That, that was actually surprisingly one of my favorite parts of that whole thing. We've seen four Young Avengers so far, uh, with two more, one more showing up in a TV series and one more showing up in a movie. Uh, well, let's let's get into the the mean potatoes because I okay. I like you. I thought episode five was a. I don't. I'm no, assuming great. this is how you feel about it. It was Richard a, bit of a slog. Richard get, E. Grant was amazing. A classic Loki. Sure. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun, but. Like episode six changes everything, so like yeah. that's uh, the fact that that Feige said it going into this that this was going to change the landscape of Marvel moving forward for the the MCU and everything. You knew something big was going. It to actually happen. makes what if like the next perfect show to come out following this. I agree because yeah, now it's all branching timelines. Everything is a, is a big yeah. what if. Yeah, because these are probably timelines that do happen. Uh, essentially, though, blah blah blah. Uh, they encounter the final boss of the series, Miss Minutes. Who uh, <laughs> kind of just lets them go through. Yeah. And they beat King, the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors. Uh, Holy shit. Most well-known, most recently uh, for Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Country. Uh, HBO. But Max. he was so good as King. Holy I loved shit. him. Like, I, he just chewed the scenery. And like everything he did, even when he wasn't talking, just watching how he reacted to when Loki and Sylvia were talking or fighting with one another, like even when he wasn't purely like in focus, like yeah. it was still fantastic. I, after watching this the first time, this morning, actually, sorry, I take that back. Yesterday morning, went back and rewatched it. I never, ever, ever, ever yeah. do this, at least for the podcast anyways, which probably is to our own detriment. <laughs> if you've listened to the podcast, you definitely know it. Um However, I went back and watched every single scene. Fast forward through all the Mobius shit. Yeah. No offense. Love you. You're my, you're my boy, Owen. Uh, however, I went back and watched every single scene, and I didn't take my fucking eyes off of him the whole time. And I learned a whole fucking lot. And it was amazing. The acting is so fucking well done. The words that he uses, uh, he calls himself uh, a devil, a dictator, and a villain. His own fucking words. And a conqueror as well. And, and, and a conqueror. Which yeah. was his full name in the comics, Kang the Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. That's how we know who it is. Because he never directly says that he is Kang. Yes. Which is the only problem I have. I just... 
Give me that. Why don't uh, you? Why don't uh, you just say it? I think because for him it didn't matter because because he knew he voices yeah. that right. However, it should have been said. It still should have been said. Uh, Literally, my only issue with the entire episode is he should have at least said his fucking name. Like I like I love that. Like Sylvia, so he's dang the conqueror. <laughs> they like change it. Uh, I love that. Like Sylvie talked about like i think it was episode three or four like she mentioned that like i am not you when talking to loki and like this episode like really made that clear because sylvie had a one-track goal because she thought all of her problems would be solved by killing the person responsible for plucking her from her timeline and destroying that timeline whereas loki is someone that had experienced growth and tragedy uh and like he realized that like what he wanted in his goals are no longer what he initially thought he wanted because he's already experienced what that like. He's seen what he has seen, what would have happened to him if he had stayed in this timeline as well too. So it's not the same Loki we got. And like, I love that. Like we see some real growth from him as well. Uh, absolutely. He's self-actualized in this. Yes. He realizes and actually says that he can't be trusted in the, you know, the climax of the episode, he says, you can't trust yeah. to Sylvie and I can't be trusted. Yeah. That's why we're in this predicament that we're in. And that, if not, sums up the entirety of, of Loki. I don't know what fucking does. Well, and like how tragic of a character, like, is he? Like, he oh, finally absolutely. has, like, grown, like you said, like, self-actualized. And, like, he finally intends to do, like, he wants free will for people, which was really against his nature in the first Avengers film. Uh but he gets back to the TVA. Which, for, by the way, for him, isn't very long ago. Yeah, it's true. It, it's very, especially for someone that's like it's a god, especially. It's growth yeah. over like a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, but he's back to the TVA. He encounters uh, Mobius again, who was who is to him really his only friend that he's ever had. And his friend has no idea who he is. Completely forgotten oh, him. That and not just that, was... but it also just kind of like blows him off too. Like not like, hey, I don't know who you are. He just, just blows him off and continues solving what he thinks needs to be done to solve the problem. That was a goosebump inducing moment. But that was, wasn't that after the the climax when? The, the, yes, yeah, so that was the final scene. And then the camera pans to the new statue of TV and the statue of King. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that he is in a yeah. timeline and everything is Fuck. Yeah, and there's no post credit scene, but we do get a post credit title card that says Loki will return in season two, which makes this the first Marvel TV series to be renewed for a second season. Which is beyond exciting. Yeah, I agree. I think everybody's fucking pumped to see where this goes. Yeah. Because I don't know that it necessarily picks up right away. Uh, I agree. Well, especially, here's what I don't know, because like Jonathan Majors playing Kang was first announced for Ant-Man and the Quantum Realm. Yeah. But he uh, was a, a unannounced role. Yes, but everyone assumed it would be Kang. Yeah. But that movie does not come out until 2023, and there are eight other Marvel films that come out between them as well. Holy shit. Not, not even including TV shows at the same time. So what is... For for my sake, and to probably annoy all of our listeners, what films are coming out? Uh, I'll probably forget some off the top of my head, but Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi Eternals, yep. Spider-Man. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, yes. And now I'm starting to slip. Uh, Black Panther 2 comes out before it, Blade, I believe. I would assume. Blade might be after. I, I think Blade is one of the last Phase 4 films. I'm going to look it. It is one of the last ones. For uh, sure. cause that's going to drive me crazy. the last one. Uh, we love you, Mahershala. 
uh, this is Matt and four. Alex look up stuff on their phone. Oh, duh. Thor, Love and Thunder. How did I forget? <laughs> yeah, arguably the biggest one. But yeah, uh, Black Panther as well. But yeah, and then yeah. technically Black Widow because Black Widow came out after Loki. I don't remember after but it started. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you that one. Let's just. Slide and then for TV one. series confirmed, we have Miss Marvel uh, and Hawkeye. What if all coming out before? Oh, the and, Marvels is probably yeah. coming out. Marvels uh, is probably coming out before. I think that's after, that- I want to say. Uh, likely coming out for TV series before as well, She-Hulk, yep. Moon Knight, yep. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy TV special. Uh, so those are likely coming out before as well. Yep. We don't have a date on Guardians 3, however. That Yeah, that's after Although there is Thor, a script I say. that has made Karen Gillan cry, from what I've heard. But everything makes her cry. How dare you? Yeah. Gunpowder milkshake script made her cry. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's let's get back to talking about Kang some more. Uh, how about his actual like death scene? Like whenever he was murdered, and how delight how delighted he was to be murdered. I want to talk about the let's let's go forward before he dies a little bit before we get to that uh, because by the way he dies spoilers yeah uh, the moment when he realizes he no longer knows what's going to happen next because he yes has had everything mapped out yeah. to a T. He knows that Sylvie and yeah. Loki are coming. He knows that they're going to be there. He even like makes funny jokes and skips around them and seems extremely erratic. Yes. And for somebody who has probably had everything planned out for hundreds, if not thousands of years, yeah, Definitely thousands Count, of it's, it's truly timeless because he is someone that exists outside of time. Thousands, if not an entire millennium, yeah. right? Uh, he has this moment, and you can see it in his face, where he right afterwards says, I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And there's fear. There's surprise. Excitement. There's intrigue. There's excitement. Yeah. There's all these fucking emotions that are yeah. just so raw that he portrays all of these almost all at once in just a matter of moments. And it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Because you he see knows. These Emmy Award yeah. nominations for for guest spots on SNL. And oh, I know. Yeah. Jesus Christ! If this guy doesn't fucking get a nomination for some shit, yeah. Next year, obviously. I mean, Don Cheadle got a nomination for uh, playing War Machine. My favorite part was he's like, I don't know why I got yeah. that. Which also, Don Cheadle's <laughs> never won an Emmy before. Good for Don Cheadle. Good for Don. Yeah, so, so maybe he can actually win one for that. Uh, <laughs> I heard some dumb shit about about the Emmys today. With uh, with friends, and now they're they've nominated uh, Courtney Cox posthumously for. <laughs> I know what the word means. Yeah. Believe me, she's not dead. Uh, for friends, and she was, I guess, the only one who hadn't ever been nominated oh. for an Emmy. That's interesting because I, I thought she was great on that show. She was great. Uh, I will well, better than quick, Aniston. Fuck real, you, Jen. Real quick segue. I was really excited to see all the comic book stuff nominated. For the Emmys, mm-hmm. uh, from the aforementioned uh, Don Cheadle from Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, but also both Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen being nominated for Best Actor and Actress for their categories for limited series, yeah. and the boys being nominated for Best Drama Series as well too. And uh, there's some some major fucking history. We get our our first trans actor yeah. nominated. Uh, for Pose, which, by the way, if you haven't checked that out, great show on FX. The last season's coming out soon, I want to yep. say. Yeah, uh, I highly recommend. I, I will say, too, that like I would be perfectly fine if, if Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany won Emmys. For, I, I don't, I don't think they will because I, 
Elizabeth Olsen is going against uh, What's Her Face from Queen's Gambit. Uh, oh, Anya Taylor Joy. Which, and genre shows. She's having a moment and deserves it. Yeah. And, and it, genre shows, I still feel like, especially superhero ones, have like an uphill battle yeah, uh, when it comes to that stuff. But like the emotion that like that show made me feel probably like it made me feel more than any other show I've watched this year. Especially like. Have the, you watched the latest season of Cupcake Wars out? <laughs> Especially like the last scene between Wanda have you seen and Vision. Zumbo's Just Desserts. I've watched every episode of Zumbo's Just Desserts. <laughs> Uh, and the boy being nominated for drama is funny to me. <laughs> that cracked me up uh, so hard. But mean, it's, it's, it's a comedy drama. It's because of the Emmy rules. Because half-hour yeah. shows are comedies, hour shows are dramedy yeah. or drama. There's apparently that never changes. Nobody can make an hour comedy or a half-hour drama. No. Though that's that's illegal. Are you out of your fucking mind? But yeah, um, it's a six thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited. About that. I hope that at least one of one of them went for any well, of the categories. Let's talk about how uh, Loki and um, Sylvie, a.k.a. Loki, uh, had a, a kiss and they played Princess Song Kiss. <laughs> kiss. I would have crapped my pants laughing if they had done that. It would better if uh, Kane just sang it in the background like, oh, acapella. <laughs> I mean, he knew it was happening, right? Technically, he could have had time, so he could have brought Prince in to sing it. <laughs> he really fucking did. Yeah. How uh, selfish of him. Uh, opportunity missed. Okay. Uh, but, and then I think this is, we have Marvel What If coming out, and then that's this is the last live action show until Hawkeye, I believe. Which is supposed to come out later this year. Marvel might be ahead of it, but I'm pretty sure it's Hawkeye next. Cool. Uh, so... And you kind of glossed over the, the Young Avengers thing, but do you know who the Young Avengers are in the comic? The original team, anyways? Or uh, I should say, K- Kieran Gillen's team? I'll say yes, but I'll let you explain it for all of <laughs> okay. our dumb, stupid, ignorant listeners. Uh, it's Wicked and Speed, who are Wanda's kids, who yep, we saw in WandaVision. Knew, knew those both uh, of those. It is, uh, oh my God, I can't remember his name. Uh, Carl Lindley is the actor, but he played the first black person. I think that's his Super Soldier Serum on. Can remember in Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. But it's not him. It's his grandson who okay. uh, who's in the Young Avengers. Young Loki is in the Young Avengers. Uh, Kate Bishop is in the Young Avengers who's going to be in Hawkeye. Uh, Cassie Lang, uh, Eric Lang's daughter from Ant-Man who's going to be in uh, Eric Lang? Scott? No, Scott Lang. Sorry. Eric is the third Ant-Man. Uh, but Cassie, and her last name is Lang, but yeah, Cassie Lang uh, as a young Avenger as well. She's going to be an Ant-Man and Quantumadia because they just recast whoever plays her. Cool. Uh, and then I feel like I'm forgetting someone. But yeah, there's someone else as well. But yeah, they're basically setting all that up. Cool. Yeah, so I'd be cool with that. Cool AF, bro. Mm-hmm. So before we get into um, the other meat and potatoes, what do you rank the season as a whole? Because we've watched it. Great right now. Like I, I don't know how I feel in December, but like – it left me with like 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 a high that like yeah. the others have, and like now that like we've spent some time apart for, I still think emotion wise, like 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 one division like left me with like the heaviest like depth of emotion oh, afterwards. God, yeah, and I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is, I think I will enjoy it more the farther I get from it actually, because then I'll be thinking about like Baron Zemo uh, and how much I enjoyed everything Baron yeah. Zemo was in, 100%. how much I enjoyed. Uh, What's his face? U.S. agent. Wyatt Russell as well, too. Yeah. Uh, and then thinking about Sam and Bucky's, like, interplay with one another and they're bickering. So, like, I feel like as I'm further away from that series, I will enjoy that series more. Oh, probably. Uh, so, but right now, like, it, 
Uh, I would say Loki would make my top ten, probably my top five right now. Yeah, I think I, I got to give it an eight. There's an episode like three through five where there's a bit of a lull at times, uh, and some entire or almost entire episodes where there's lulls in the actual story. Are you disappointed that whenever uh, Mobius rescued Sylvie, uh, when he pruned her and he pulled up in a pizza car, that he didn't pull up in Lightning McQueen? <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. And, said, then, and then Lightning McQueen is just like ka-chow. Yeah, gets the fuck out of and it. Disney property. I mean, it was right there, guys. Yeah, fuck you, Disney. You're so stupid. I did an interview with the showrunner of uh, Loki. If Lightning McQueen was um, in the MCU, I would. It would be everything. And someone asked the showrunner, "Be like, be like, was there any character that you tried to put in?" And like, they said no. And he's like, yeah, there's one. I just kept writing it over and over again. But they told me I couldn't put Batman in the series. <laughs> we just kept trying to get Owen Wilson to say ka Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't fucking do it. <laughs> it, was in, it was in his contract that he will never say ka again unless unless he's animated in the car. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, man. Uh, it's a solid eight. I, I really fucking enjoyed it. The finale, man, like I said, I don't think – I haven't – like. Uh, not at least immediately rewatch anything as quickly as I watched the finale for this, just because I, I really wanted a Kang deep dive. Yeah. yeah. Like with everything Thanos, every, you ever, everybody knows Thanos. Kang is a massive villain. Uh, I don't know any fucking thing and about him. The way we talk, the way he talked about himself too, is like when we see him again, he will likely be different than how we saw him there. Oh, that knowing wink that he gave at the end yeah. to Sylvie was fucking so, bleak. Oh, I know. So like, I think Jonathan Majors is going to give a lot of varied performances as Kang as well. Oh, yeah, probably. There's going to be a lot of anger, a lot yeah. of hatred. Well, a, a variance of Kang because yeah. Kang, Kang is not a singular entity. You oh. pointed out there's Kangs across all the timelines. Yep. And all of them are sexually repressed. <laughs> <laughs> all of them really just needed like their own Netflix account. Yeah. Show them Stranger Things. Which, just show him Bojack Horseman and he'll never want to do anything ever again. Yeah, he'll just want to just lay in a hot tub. Yeah, yeah. Or take a whole bunch of pills. Yeah. Or just oh, play, the, start, or just sorry. play the closing theme song over and over again on Spotify. <laughs> I can't do this all on my own. I'm no Superman. Is that the one? Yeah, the, that's the one. That's the one from. I, sorry, that's wrong. That's from. I don't want no scrubs by TLC. Yeah, my favorite no. TV show. Uh, I thought TLC was a was a channel. <laughs> this is Matt and Alex are in the weeds. Anyways, let's talk about Black Widow. Yeah, so this is our, our first experience. I think both of us went back to the theaters, right? You went yeah, back? Yeah. How was it? Uh, it was great. There was 14 people in my IMAX uh, screening, so that was nice. Oh, and you were able to see it in IMAX? No problems? Yeah, no problems. Oh, that's interesting. I had a different experience. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. I took off of work because this is my first movie experience. Yeah, yeah. You and I have talked about at length. On this podcast and in person, talked about how much we fucking love going to the movies, the experience, the fucking popcorn, yes. the fucking drinks, yeah, fucking all of it. Uh huh. I go there. I've got my ticket well in advance. Sure. First fucking screening of the day. Put my phone on silence. I told my yeah. boss, "You can suck my poop." I told him that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would be really fucking yeah. weird to say. I don't think anybody's ever told me to suck my poop before. Has anybody said that to you? Just now. <laughs> Fair fucking enough. I go there. Fucking pumped. I get my snacks. I get my fucking drink. Mm-hmm. 
oh, hey, by the way, uh, there's a slight issue with the projector. We're working on it. It should be ready to roll. Uh-huh. ASA fucking P. I'm like, dope, cool. Yeah. 15 minutes pops by. Somebody comes in the theater. Hey, we're getting IMAX on the horn right now. We've got our boss coming. Everything's going to be dope. Yeah. Don't worry about it. 10 to 15 minutes tops. 35 minutes go by. Mm-hmm. No fucking word. Wow. She comes back in the room with like four dudes around her <laughs> and is like, uh, yeah, it's not happening. IMAX is not answering their phone. Wow. Neither is our boss. You guys want a refund? So, You're like, no, no, no. This has been a great experience. I'll just only keep the money. I have never been so mad at absolutely nobody in my entire fucking life. I walk out of the theater before anybody else. Uh, my temper gets the best of me. I take my popcorn and my drink, both of which I've had like a sip and a bite of. Yeah. Hurl them into the <laughs> trash can loudly like a complete fucking asshole. Yeah. You're I am a guy. huge piece of yeah. shit. Yeah. I beeline to the ticket line. I get a seat in the uh, fancy pants 21 and over. Yeah, yeah. Which basically covered the, the cost balcony, of yeah. everything that I had already purchased. Uh, so I'm still feeling <laughs> mad, but I've got everything I wanted. But I've wasted a whole fucking day yeah, at yeah. the point. I wasted a goddamn day. That's the I experience you want going back to the theaters. I hours watching a yeah. two and a half hour movie. I'm fucking mad as shit. Well, I showed up 15 minutes late because I thought the movie started 20 <laughs> minutes later than it did. And uh, and I, when I heard stuff going on in the theater. I jumped like me. I was like, oh, wow, I'm late. So I didn't rush in. I still got drinks and a popcorn. As you should. Yeah. And the person helping was new. Oh. Uh, they were moving at, I think, what any observer would say is a completely normal and reasonable pace. But in my mind, it was like it was a sloth. Uh, yeah. Just moving at the most casual pace uh, in the when world. When you're at the movies, if the person that you're in the line for is even remotely mm-hmm. slower yeah. than the person next to them, that person's the devil. Well, and the most incompetent yeah. person that you've ever seen. And when I walked in, I had missed half of the Eternals trailer. And that's it. So, yeah. Well, you can eat yeah. shit because I didn't even get an Eternals trailer. Yeah. How'd you get a fucking Eternals trailer? I got trailers for Eternals, Jungle Cruise, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. Yeah, uh, I got the other two. Uh, and one other one. I saw a Marvel film. That's weird. Twice. Yeah. In two different settings yeah. and didn't get a fucking... Huh. Oh, well, also, we couldn't see the screen on IMAX, so I, I might no. have been doing yeah. one, like uh, you were. Can I say, too, that, like... You can say whatever you want. Going back, I forgot how loud movies were. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, whenever it just, like, boomed, like, on there, I was like, wow, this, this is a sound system. Hey, can you guys turn it down? My kid's sleeping at, at my yeah. house six I, miles from I here. I was just shocked. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that is the most bizarre thing to think of. Uh, I'm about to go to like a deluge of concerts, so I, I can't wait to think uh, how I feel there. I hope that you just uh, go up to the guy in charge of sound and say, can you turn it down a scotch? Uh, like, can you just bring the bass down to two? Uh, what a great word, scotch. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can tell you're really enjoying it right now. I have had a few beers. Okay. So, uh, Blackwood. I didn't say I'm enjoying it. Uh, this movie takes place before Infinity War. Uh, right before. Yes. Uh, Seconds. And I was super excited to see not only movie theaters, but to see a Marvel movie again, uh, oh especially in theaters. Uh, this movie was supposed to come out, I think, like 15 years ago. 
Uh, Jesus Christ. It's had five different dates. Yeah. Oh, I know. And like, just if it was worth the wait, I think for me, it was definitely worth the wait. It was still just as enjoyable as if I would have seen it back when it was originally supposed to release. Uh, I disagree somewhat because I went home, had two beers, and then had a tall boy before the movie even started. So I'm four beers deep going into this film. That's good. I yeah. am absolutely four beers deep. <laughs> uh, the movie opens with a very young Natasha with her family in Ohio in 1995 uh, with Yelena, her sister. Uh, what's her mom's name? Melina? Rachel Weiss. Melina. Rachel Weiss. Uh, and Red Guardian. Uh, as, as her father. Uh, and they're Russian spies posing as an American family. Very much. They're very similar to like the Americans, if anyone's watched a series on effect, which I highly recommend. Oh, uh, that's a great fucking call. That is an amazing series. If it, you it, is, seen it, it is fantastic. It is one of the greatest spy, not just like movies, but TV shows, like yeah. all of entertainment. Absolutely fucking Yeah, it was really good. Felicity uh, is so good in that. Uh, Matthew Reese is fantastic as well, too. Matthew also, speaking Reese. of Emmys, he gets nominated oh. for Perry Mason as well uh, for the Emmys, and he's yeah. great in that, also, too. Also, watch Perry Mason. Uh, but anyways. This is Matt Nowak talking about <laughs> shows on HBO. This is a Matthew Reese. We like to talk about Welsh actors who have American accents. He's Welsh? Pretty sure. Uh, the Welsh had a very good weekend as England lost. The European Championship. I will never talk about soccer on this podcast. <laughs> we are going forward with the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, we really get to see like the power, like we the, the power of Italy when they beat the Europe. power of Red Guardian when he flips <laughs> this giant metal container just out of the way. Uh, oh that was the first moment where you're like, "Holy shit, yeah. this guy is strong as fuck." Uh, they're being pursued by Shield. He just gets a sniper rifle, hops onto the wing of the plane, and is firing at Shield agents. Uh, as Natasha, who's probably maybe 12 years old at the time, I would say, maybe a little older. Yeah, about that. Uh, has to fly the plane because her mother got shot and is too weak to fly. and doesn't know how to fly, but she's being coached through it. It's a very intense, like, opening action sequence. Oh, it's so good. I mean, you know they're going to live because, you know. Yeah, but it was still great. Like, oh, it was fantastic. It was so and, oh, my cool. God. Like, the trauma of them, like, watching their mother, like, be shot carted away, but then them being stabbed in the neck and dosed and passed out only to be taken away from their father, which he apparently was aware of. And then we cut to, like, the credits of them, like, being opened in, like, a shipping container with a bunch of other, like, young women and, like, being separated. It was a very, like, traumatic, like, emotional opening. That's never happened to you? No, no. You've never been trained in, in like, no. in a room with a bunch of other trained boys? It was boys? very much like the uh, shipping containers <laughs> in Madripoor uh, and Falcon Winter Soldier in the Sharon Carter episode. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. Great callback. Uh but this was in Russia, I believe. Although it might not be based on where the Red Room ended Could be up being. Russia. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. This is now a history podcast. Um, <laughs> but we cut to Natasha uh, making fun of William Hurt. Uh, how dare she? Yeah. How dare she? But it's just her trying to live like a normal, quiet life because she's an enemy of the people due to these Sokovia Accords. Yeah. Deservedly so. She is not anybody that I recognize as a hero at this point. I didn't point. realize that you were Team Iron Man. Yeah, 100%. You didn't recognize I was Team Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, holy shit, I am so Team Iron Man. Team I'm Cap all the way. No. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, so in Civil... Are you really on, on Cap's side in Civil War? Yeah, 100%. I fucking love that, that we're different yeah. on this. Yeah. Yeah, Iron Man yeah. had the, all the points. No. 
<laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, well, Iron Man's big government, Democrat. Iron Man. Obviously, Alex sides with Captain America. Yes. Who's yeah. in favor of civil wars, the yes. South. Yeah. It makes uh, sense now. Uh-huh. I, I, I just find a big fan of big industrialist or futurist, as Tim like to call himself. Uh, very much in the same vein of like Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson. Oh. Uh, anybody that is as big as a fan of anyways, both, uh, let's talk Bo about Burnham Bo- and Jeffrey Bezos and the song Jeffrey Bezos by Bo Burnham. Let's talk about Fantastic. Black Widow. Uh, let's talk about the Bo Burnham special on Netflix. Um, Fantastic. If you haven't seen inside, go check it out. This is Matt and Alex recommend random shit. Now, uh, I just want to talk about the side characters in general. Uh, have you seen inside by Bo the, the other, I've not, uh, Basically, you her pseudo family, even it? though they weren't her real sister or her real mom and dad. Uh, I feel like her sister's name's Yolandi, right? Uh, I feel like Florence Pugh and David Harbour like stole the show. Florence Pugh is amazing, and those I re- two are you're correct, hundred percent. And you've seen Midsummer, right? Oh, I love Midsummer. I realize that because Mid- I say it like a normal person. Midsummer is a lot better if you think of it as a training sequence for the Red Room. <laughs> yeah, Midsummer is a lot better if you think of it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie. I've actually already got it. I've, I started making my Halloween movie watch list. Yeah, it's on there. Uh, you only need to watch one movie during Halloween. That's Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Ernest Saves Halloween. Yeah. Miak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was a quote from if, Artist Scared. If you were to watch two, watch that and, and uh, Midsummer. I guess. No. Ernest Scared Stupid, only Ernest Scared Stupid. I guess maybe Hotel Tra- Transylvania 3. <laughs> I will watch. <laughs> uh, but every scene David Harbour was in, uh, he just stole the scene. His prison scene was amazing all the time uh, yeah. in prison. Uh, his story of... Fighting Captain America was fantastic, <laughs> uh, even though it's clearly fake. He, he's just making stuff up. Uh-huh. His obsession with Captain America, whenever they crash land the helicopter and he asks uh, Natasha if Captain ever ever talk, talked about him. Um, <laughs> when he tells Yelena and Natasha how proud he is of them, he's just like holding their hand, like their limp hands are just like shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Yelena just making fun of Black Widow for her posing. Yes, everything about her. <laughs> also, one thing I loved is the inclusion of Russian in this. Uh, yeah. That like I, it wasn't it wasn't minimal. Uh, it was definitely more than what you typically get. Uh, and I love that like Yelena had the accent because she was born and raised in Russia, and Natasha still spoke with her American accent because she has spent most of her time at that point, adult life, anyways. Uh, as an American. I thought, and I, again, I'm an American that doesn't know any Russians. However, I thought Florence, David, and Rachel's uh, Russian accents were fantastic. Yeah, I thought that they were all really good. Yeah. Uh, and even, too, I consider, like, Rachel had to do, like, an American accent as well for yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought she did a really good accent work. Uh, I love, too, that, like, even, like, smaller stuff. Like, there's numerous references to different adventures. She's German, right? Uh, Rachel Wise. Vice. Thighs, yeah. Rachel Vice. Yeah. Um, I love that, like, there's obviously references to Captain America, like, like we talked about, but, like, references to, like, Thor about how, like, a god uh, from space wouldn't need to take an aspirin after a fight. Yeah. Uh, references to Tony Stark, like, I loved. And then even the stuff that, like, numerous, numerous references to Hawkeye, to Clint. Like, I loved, like, Budapest. there was... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I loved seeing that, like, 
she mentioned how they were stuck in that vent for two days, like when they were in like we in saw Budapest. like yeah, we saw the their tic tac toe games like they had crashed yeah. into the vent, like stuff like that. Like uh, this, even though this was a solar, so not solar solo film, it didn't try to be insular in, in itself. No, uh, it it still realized that Natasha was someone who was famous across the world, and that she had her friends were the most famous people in the world. I really fucking loved it. Um, there's a lot of, of really neat moments in it, um, but I'm I'm definitely way big into any of the the absurd shit. Um, like in the end sequence, uh, Black Widow goes to jump out of a building, and then is like, "Oh no, this is way too high," and has to go back in. And then I was like, "Oh, cool!" Like they're trying to keep this grounded, right? Yeah. And they're trying to keep it grounded in reality. And then she's like flying through planes and helicopters without a fucking parachute and shit. As she do. Uh, This movie to me is 100% Marvel's Mission Impossible. Yeah. You can't tell me that. I I, I think that's a fair comparison. More so like the third and fourth one. Not like the first one. The first one. Yeah. 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 100%. Uh, But that doesn't make any less enjoyable. To me, no, because like no. I, I love those Mission Impossible films. I think they are great, great popcorn movies and a hundred percent rewatchable at, at any time. Yeah, every single uh, one of them is. They're great. They're to me. They remind me of any like of the major action movie franchises. Uh, I think they're terrible as films. They're great as popcorn movies. Uh, I don't, Fast I, and I, Furious I, movies. I would agree. I'd put Mission Impossible well above. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but I'm saying series. like the diehards of the world like. You started as a cop, and sure. now you know what you're doing is you're yeah, jumping yeah, yeah. through fucking yeah. helicopters and shit. Like, come on. Um, it's great. I will say, it's too. It's terrible, but it's great. That Ray Winstone, as a man who runs the Red Room, when we finally see him, he was a great, like, villain because he is someone that is entirely misogynistic and is all about having literal control over women. Yeah. And, like, when we see him interact with what we believe, the audience believes, and he at first believes is uh rachel wise and then later natasha how we get so close to them like when he talks to them like even when he's not being threatening he just gets like uncomfortably close to them like at all times it's like it shows what individuals like that are like it's Do like you wish that louis ck played this part instead <laughs> he would have killed it there. <laughs> Uh, I, I actually cannot picture like Louis C.K. delivering like that any menacing like monologue or like dialogue uh, throughout it as well. Uh, but like he, he didn't get a lot of screen time. But like no. I thought when he was on the screen time, you very much got who his character was and why he's a massive. I mean, Creep is putting it mildly, but he is a creep because I mean, the Red Room kidnaps young women. It's only girls, and he only has control over women. Uh, and there's something intentionally about that as well too yeah uh, um would you like to see him in creep three uh i i love to see him in creep three uh i would not how dare you what are your thoughts on taskmaster <sighs> this is the part of the podcast where uh i don't really know how much i feel about about taskmaster being one of the other black widow uh what's her what's her name do you even... I can't remember. Because I yeah, feel like yeah. Taskmaster has a personality, right? Yes. Uh, I'll say I, this. I feel like this is a massive disappointment to yes. uh, Marvel fans. For, for comic book fans. Yeah. For, I would say for people who have no knowledge of Taskmaster, I don't think it makes mu- mu- yeah. much of a Why difference. Why would you care? Yeah. Uh, I loved like, the action scenes with Taskmaster. Like Taskmaster, like I love seeing Taskmaster throw the shield 
shoot the bow and arrow, like use the sword. Yeah. Uh, I thought all that was skills. Yes. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it being computer chip is how like they were installed, like their fighting techniques, uh, instead of like the OG mm-hmm. test master training masters, like just being able to copy and memorize, uh, uh, all the techniques that he comes across, uh, as a fighter. Uh, and I love that, like, they pretty much beat up whoever they, whoever they encountered in hand to hand comic. That's very much like Taskmaster in the comics as well. I wish they had gone with the more classic comic book design, like the true skull. It's a bit scary, like the pirate skull like type of look. I think is an iconic look. It's a bit cartoony, but like, I don't care at this point, like at all. We, and we just watch a show where, where there's an alligator version of Loki. Like, like, g- give me that look. You can make things more ridiculous than they but, are. Yeah. Like you said, I don't even care that Taskmaster is gender flipped at all. Like that isn't that, that's not oh, an issue to me. The part is, the, is yeah. the least of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is not Taskmaster in the comics at all. Taskmaster comic has a massive personality. Yeah. They're someone that is snarky. They are mercenary. Mercenary. Saying, it's someone who talks yeah. a yes. lot. Yes, it's very much a good comparison. Would be like Deadpool in X Men Origins, yeah. like when Deadpool has his mouth like glued, like shut at the end or stone shut at the end. Like that's basically what they did to Taskmaster here, because uh, Taskmaster has, yeah, like you said, someone that talks a lot. They, they are mercenaries as well, and they betray everyone. Like they will betray heroes, they will betray the villains. Yeah, you got uh, money. That's where I go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, like very that. It didn't have to be Taskmaster. It, it could. It should have just been its own original character or, or someone else like entirely. Taskmaster. Sure, exactly. Yeah. Or or Greg Davies. Uh, <laughs> the locks hold. <laughs> but that like that, that's what killed me. It's just this is Matt Alex talk British television shows. It's it's just another faceless. Even though they had a face to him, like Kenshin. And I also thought too that so a big. Part of the story is the Black Widows now have literal mind control, and there's this serum that this potion, I guess I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, I like the term potion. Let's uh, go with potion. That whenever it's thrown in their face, it wakes them up from their programming. It's a red and, gas. Yes, yeah. and whenever Natasha throws it in Taskmaster's face, she wakes up from like her programming. I would have liked it better if after she woke up, she still tried to kill Natasha. Because I feel like it let Natasha get off too easily as a character. Yeah. Because Natasha did try and kill her as a little girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh. That was not some resentment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh. So, like, like I mean, th- that was, bothered me. I, I, I kind of disagree. Like, if you're cognizant and you, there's a moment in the helicarrier, I'll call it, mm-hmm. uh, where Natasha's like, I don't want to let you out of this prison cell, but I don't. I can't yeah. let you die. You're coming out of yeah. this. Let's be friends. Yeah, I am fine I with. Na- yeah, I, I, I'm fine with Natasha acting that way because that was very much well, her, her character said, like, was absolutely horrible to you and disfigured yeah. you and fucked you up. You want revenge, right? Yeah. They also saved your fucking life. Yeah. Twenty years later, I feel like also maybe she okay, looked. The actress looked about 10 years older than Natasha, even though she should be about 20 years younger. Well, 88% of her face was burned to a fucking crisp. Still. Uh, She should be like 14 years old. I thought she was beautiful, and how dare you? Uh, I I didn't comment on beauty. Uh, Age does not impact beauty at all. (laughs) Wow. Now who's got egg on their face? This is Matt and Alex debate how old a person should be before they will stop fucking them. 
Uh, never. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Into the grave? Well, uh, like if you're 100. You're technically alive. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what a way to go out. Um, but that that was my biggest Taskmaster was my biggest problem with the film, and I still like parts of Taskmaster. I didn't just hate Taskmaster overall. There were still things I enjoyed about Taskmaster, but that was my biggest issue with the film. Let's talk about the post credit okay. scene. To me, that definitely felt like it was filmed well after Black Widow finished shooting. Why is that? Uh, I think because Florence Pugh looked different to me. Oh, okay. Um, I think that was a bit... Like she'd seen some shit? Yeah, exactly. Like she (laughs) went and realized... What does that mean? I I think what it means is that she watched uh, Weekend at Bernie's. And then like as she was walking to the grave, she was like, Oh my God, I never took the time to watch the second Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) Weekend at Bernie's 2. Do you think she was there to like dig up Natasha (laughs) I want that movie so bad. (laughs) Where is Natasha's grave, by the way? Uh, under a tree. Who was putting all those photos out? Who were in those photos that, that were out there? You know, it was kind of weird that there's this like weird cemetery there. I mean, I, I, I get people putting flowers, all that stuff in stuffed animals because like that happens on celebrities' gravesites. Sure. Uh, yeah. But like Just this grave, Jim Morrison. Yeah. I mean, uh, this grave seemed to be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it did. Uh, and people like putting like personal photos of themselves in, th- in this day and age. So that means that people, it wasn't just photos they took with their phone. They, they took the time to be like, do you know what this dead Avenger wants? A picture of me and my girlfriend on, uh, uh, on our first ski vacation. I was excited to see, uh, the Baroness Julia Louis. Madam Hydra. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, telling, uh, Elena, this is all Hawkeye's fault. Go kill him. Which basically seems to that, like we mentioned the Young Avengers, basically seems like we're building towards the Dark Avengers as well with uh, her interaction with U.S. Agent at the end of Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, she's uh, getting a weird-ass Sinister Six together, it sounds like. And we already knew that Elena was going to be in Hawkeye. Uh, we did? Yeah. I the, didn't know that. Okay, yeah. Th- th- that was already announced. Uh, cool. Uh, so... But now, basically, we get confirmation that she will be the antagonist and Hawkeye. Yeah, she's the bad guy. Yeah, and I don't see Clint by himself being able to stop her. But luckily, we're going to have Kate Bishop and Pete the dog. I mean, I thought that Clint and Black Widow were very evenly matched in Endgame. So, I mean, I don't know why that she would yeah, be that I, much I more feel powerful. Like- this movie did a good Maybe job. because he knows that she's her sister and there's a personal element there. So and that he doesn't could be feel it. like she can take it. You know, he doesn't yeah. feel like he can take her down. Maybe that's why Haley Steinfeld's there. How does Madame Hydra have the sources to know that it was Clint and Natasha on, on Red Skull Planet? There were three people yeah. there. One of them's dead. One of them is the ghost of Red Skull. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it's Hawkeye going around being like, okay... I was going to sacrifice myself, Hawkeye's but she did it. drunk and telling yeah. a lot yeah. of prostitutes I, about his trauma. I feel bad for his family now because he seemed to really uh, be affected by it. Whenever oh, they yeah, got they're snapped. back alive. Maybe yeah. he's not uh, <laughs> out there. Maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, maybe him and his wife have a weird deal. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. How uh, do you judge? But that it wasn't what I liked about that, though. I think more than anything. Was that I've was never the first. seen you think that your wife was dead, so you shaved your head into a mohawk uh, and then killed a bunch of uh, people in Japan. Uh, that that was the one time. first official crossover between the TV shows and the movies. Yeah. Uh, because, obviously, Madame Hydra was in Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh-huh. And then is this leading into the Hawkeye TV series? Yep. 
So like that, I think that was really exciting. Uh, I really would have liked it if in that photo he had a mustache and like just like something like goofy. <laughs> uh, or if he was in his uh, suit from the Hurt Locker. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, great film. Mm-hmm. Best picture winner. Or if it was a picture of Wait, if it was a picture ten, of Lightning ten, McKean. Lightning McKean. Yeah, li- who's Lightning McKean? Oh man, that's oh, Lightning was- McQueen's. Arch rival. <laughs> oh, shit. Or that's Lightning McQueen's drag persona. Car- <laughs> Cars 4 just got way more interesting. <laughs> How do you come up with a drag persona if your birth name is Lightning McQueen? It's a great question. Yeah. You yeah. don't. Yeah. yeah, that's just your... That's yeah. It's all-encompassing. I mean, you're, you're, you're the one that watches Drag Race. So this is really your expertise. I have watched every season of Drag Race, most of them multiple times. Uh... Yeah, I, I think if I've learned and done all my drag research correctly, uh, you just know. Yeah, okay. You'll just know. Okay, so what do you rate this on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, seven and a half. Okay, I give it an 8. Uh, yeah. I loved it. I thought it was yeah, great. pretty close. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, next week, we are actually going back to the theaters, or next episode, I should say. Yeah, uh, we we're going to be talking yeah. about the thriller horror movie called Old, based off the French graphic novel Sandcastle. Uh I think the last French graphic novel we did was Snowpiercer, the TV series, yep. I want to say. Uh, and um, this is a M. Night Shyamalan film. Yes. That I have been excited for for a very long time. Yeah, so there we go. Uh, hopefully it's not terrible. Yeah, I did not realize it was based on a comic book, uh, but M. M. Night is a very hit or miss person, so we yes. shall see. Yeah, he You'll is terrible at Duck Hunt. Uh, for the Henchman <laughs> of Comics, I'm Alex Dutchback. Uh And I have... Neglected once again to think of a clever ending phrase. Uh, find us on the social media. Hinch and easy. Nope.